In the letters of John, the Apostle John continues and expands his thoughts, themes, and motifs, and dives deeper in them. In the Gospel of John, we saw that he presented Jesus as the Word of God, and the Word became flesh. Over the next three letters, he will stress that Jesus, being God, came down in the flesh, that Jesus is the Son of God, how we should follow his commandments of truth and love, and what our mission and goal is as believers. Join us as we dive into the letters of John. My name is Pastor Aaron. And I'm Pastor Leon. We'd like to welcome you to Calvary's Compass. All righty, we are actually, I think, <laughs> going to finish First John this are time. Are you sure? You know, I say it every time. <laughs> you got to quit. And, You're jinxing us, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, no and us, we, we, we probably won't. No, we will. We will. There's not too many verses left. Okay. Um, so you and say. then, yeah, so we say, right? Um, food for thought. Just don't trust us if we say this is probably the end <laughs> probably because it's end. probably not. Um, no, but... Um, um, we're going to move on after we get done this, as we said, to Second John, which is only one chapter. We'll see how long that takes us. And then Third John, which is only one chapter. And then after the letters of John, we're going to move on to, I think we're going to go to Hebrews. Oh, man, that's awesome. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we're going to start getting planned on that, and, and we're going to rock and roll through that, I think. So that's going to be pretty cool and exciting. Um, but we hope you're enjoying what we've been doing thus far. We've been doing it now for over a year. Mm. Um, yeah, we've done, we've we officially a, we hit. dabbled a little bit through COVID. Yeah, we dabbled a little bit with it through COVID, but not in this kind of setting. You know, we did the video podcasts yeah. and they were like 20 minutes a piece. And, yeah. and, and, you know, these are more in depth, I think. And, um, but yeah, so we've officially been posting them every single week for over a year now. We started at the beginning of October in 2021. Wow. Yeah. Did yep. you look that up? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Yep. It's been over a year. So yeah, it's pretty crazy and we've been persistent and we've gained audience and we appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens to us and supports us in that manner. It's really appreciated and we, we love each and every one of you for that. Um, but we're going to now dive into the last little bit of first John chapter five. And last week we talked about living in truth, right? The truth is in you and like, don't take offense over things because it's not personal, right? It's business. It's business. It's the business of <laughs> God. That. You know, that was such a revelation, yeah. I think, in the last podcast. And, and I mean, it's so true. Um, and, and then now John is going to kind of flip it a little bit. And, and then he's going to now say, you know, let's not cause offense to people. Mm. And so um, he says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have towards him. Okay? It says that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. Now I want to pause there, right? And so I know we've talked about this before, right? But I'm just going to reiterate it by saying, you know, just because you ask anything, mm -hmm. it might not be in his will. Right. Right. It might be your will. It may be what you want, and it's not what he wants. But if you ask anything in his name, and it's according to his will, mm. he will answer. Right. So it's like if you're if you're you know asking God to to get you a new car, and you know obviously it's probably not his will. You know if you already have a decent car that's working 
then um you know he's not gonna he's not gonna grant it right you well, know there are times of favor but right there are times of favor but it, i'm i'm talking selfishly asking right 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 for self gain not 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 in times of blessing where god's blessing us i'm talking about like in times where it's like you know, I'm not satisfied with what I have, so I want more kind mm. of thing. Yeah. You know, and I think we all go through those kind of phases. I mean, I know I do. I go through those phases, and I have to compartmentalize and say, you know, I don't need this. Right. right? I don't need. Need or want. Yeah, you yeah. That's to decipher what that is. Right, right. You know, we need groceries. We don't need, a you know. A new game. <laughs> a, yeah, well. <laughs> Oh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> okay, back uh, one, to the point. one step at a time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, but um, no, um, I mean, if like like just food for thought. You know, if you have last year's model of iPhone, why do you need the new one that's just coming out? You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not a need; it's a want; it's a desire. Now, if you have it within your means, right, mm-hmm. then that's the different thing. And so, I think what John right here is trying to say, it's like you know if. We ask something in God's name. Sometimes the answer is going to be no if it's not according yeah. to his will. But guess what? If it is according to his will, and to his will, then he will grant it and he will allow it to happen and take place. Prime example, um, before we, well, we've been reading, but before we jump in more, and somewhere, and I may have shared this before, I never shared it with you personally. There was a, a situation when I was a young, young man, and, you know, really the situation prompted me to pursue prayer life, which God used the situation to teach me some things and to bring me in a place and a relationship with God had not this situation happened. And so I was praying for three months, God, I want this in my life. I want this in my life. God, I, you know, I trust that you can. I quoted scriptures, you know, I stood on the word of the Lord. I established not only a prayer life, but I, it, you know, my faith was growing and I I, I mean, I went through a process within the three months, and within that three months, God gave me what I asked for. Mm. Now, here's the kicker. Is it what you needed, though? That's right. Yeah. Three months later, I realized that this is not good for me. Yeah. Though God honored my faith, He honored my the, the my heart's intentions. You know, I didn't earn it. It just He honored my faith in what I was believing for. And to prove a point at a at an early stage of breaking into intercessor life and various things, he gave me what I asked for. But then I realized I cannot keep this. This is not meant for me. I have to let it go. Right. And that's what I did three months after going right. through the three months. So within a six-month period, God taught me a lot in yeah. six months. And that's what God does too, I think. It's like he knew at that time that you were mature enough to understand that this is not what yeah. your life needed as well. That's why he showed you and gave you that. And, you know, because he knew that you knew. Right. Right. And not everything, wasn't... not everything's picture perfect. Exactly going to be perfect for you. It's going to suit you the way you think it is. Yeah. So therefore you have to question the desire. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think desire is very key to this whole Christianity thing. Right. Right. Like, you know, what do we desire? What 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 does our heart long for? And I think if our heart longs after the things of God, you know, then then our will becomes his will. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, we, we get the mind of God, we get the heart of God. Right. We understand how he feels, how he how he wants to reciprocate his love. And then when we ask in that manner, then he will grant it because we already know how he wants to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's where fourteen does weave in because right. when it says that, you know, 
if we ask a, a court, uh, anything according to his will, he hears us. So here's the difference. Your will and God's will. And, and your will doesn't mean God has to, ad- God has to adopt what right. you believe is your will. Right. We're the ones that have to adopt God's will to become our will. Yeah. His wants, his yeah. desires. Yeah. And I want I want to point out a very key word here. I think it says, and this is the confidence that we have. Mm. You know, yeah. Like we already know that he is going to grant it. Like, okay, let's take for example Jesus. Right? right. He said that everything he does, he already knows that it's what God wants. Right. He sought after his will. He sought after God's heart. He sought after his will. He knew and understood the mission at hand, um, and that's why he was able to publicly do signs, wonders, and miracles, right? Because he heard God's heart for that moment. Now, I'm not saying, you know, the people who go out there and just continue to pray for people until a miracle happens is wrong. No, that's not wrong. That's a good thing. You know, you're you're encouraging your faith. You're encouraging their faith. You know, somebody cares for me. But I'm talking about in the context of like mass healings and stuff, right? Like, you know how Jesus heals a lot of people and and sets people free from demonic, demonic possession and stuff. And so like he he heard God's heart. He knew what God's will was in that moment. That's why he made such a big and public spectacle about it because he already knew what was about to happen because right. he got God's heart. So he asked in confidence right. knowing that God was already getting ready to do it. And see, I think this is where discernment kicks in because, right. um, prime example, yeah, we, we we were much younger in church when I first came here. And this one particular person, I'm not going to mention the name, because a lot of my faithful listeners who come to my church will know who I'm speaking of, but I'm not mentioning their name. And so um, I kept praying. I would go to this person when we had pews, and I would go to put my hand exactly where that person sat because that person sat there every. Every service they would sit there and I would pray for that person's healing. And God literally said, quit praying for that person's healing. Literally, you know, you would think, well, God wants everybody healed. And there are teachings out there that says everybody must be healed. You can die and not, not die in sickness. But there are things what you what we don't understand is there are things that God's designed in our life. that some things we got to live through to learn something. Mm. You know, when I went through what I went through, like I spoke of, it was a pain that was necessary. Right. And I'm not saying that you deserve your sickness and God's put sickness on you because he did not. No. But he will use the circumstance to teach us. Right. He never put sickness. He never causes no. you to sin. That's not no, God. That's not what God is about. Right. But God uses those things to teach us a new place in him to grow. Right. Because still, still think about this. So we um, are living in a world that is right now... Um, not in complete line mm-hmm. with uh, with God's will, right? right? So there are things that are going to happen because there is still sin in the earth, yeah. right? Right. Um, there are things that are going to happen that cause people to get sick, and mm-hmm. that cause. I mean, it's not perfection yet, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's like, for example, you know. Uh, Maybe we'll delete this if it doesn't belong. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We'll say that every time, but it still manages to get through. You know, it's like when I heard a preacher long ago say, it's like playing in 40-degree weather out in the rain and the next day rebuke a cold. Yeah. And say it's the devil giving you the cold, but reality, you played in the 40-degree weather. Right. So you're saying is there are things we do that causes us to get those moments of sickness. We 
we put ourselves in those situations at some point. Um, Is that what you're saying? So I'll clarify that statement. Um, I do not think that God uses sin to punish. You know what I'm saying? I agree. He's not going to bring sickness to punish you. Nope. I do think that that there is some sicknesses that come to you due to consequences of your actions. Okay, let's just say or hypothetically, genetic. there are things g- genetically, genetically as well, right? Because our bodies aren't perfect, no. right? Um, let's talk liver failure, right? Uh, a good a good case for liver liver failure is you know alcoholism. You are abusing alcohol, right? right? Um, Types of like lung cancers or throat cancers could potentially be, yeah. I don't advocate it, but it's been proven that smoking is not the cause of lung cancer. Right. It's genetically. So then dives into why does God allow that to happen, right? I don't think he does. Mm -mm. He does not allow that to happen to anybody. He does not like sickness. In heaven, there is no sickness. Right, right. Right. That's why we know that heaven and earth have not been reunited yet. Right. But um, God will use sickness for his benefit. Right. Exactly. So 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 does he cause the sickness? No. no but if if it's man's appointed time to go in that manner, he will use that sickness. Right. Mm-hmm. To as a vehicle, as a vehicle to, to bring that person to the yep. Lord, potentially. Yep. Right. Or a family member to the Lord. So. We have seen many of people, right, you know, and heard of many of people who were completely just wayward, not Christians, didn't believe in God. Yep. Some sickness hit them. What's the first place that they go? They go to church. They go to church. They find Jesus. Yep. Right? And and look, uh, I dealt with one when I first got this church 17 years ago, this particular person. Um, they came to church because of sickness. Yeah. Okay. They gave their heart because of sickness. Right. And they knew they were going to die with a sickness. Mm. In fact, they privately told me, and I'm not going to mention names, but they right. privately told me, you know, had, not, had I not had sickness, I wouldn't believe in Jesus. I wouldn't believe in Jesus. So, that's true. So, I mean, it's such a it's such a um, harsh topic, I think, to talk about and, and grasp, but no one's really talking about it. Right. You and it's tough. It's a fine line because we do believe God does not project sickness on No, but... Or but sin. he will 100 I think he will if 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 it is not his will, right. right? If it is not his will to to heal that person. Right. It may be because he knows if he heals that person they might go back into their worldly stuff and they will fall away and end up in hell. Right. Right? So mate and this is this is so counter Christianity right now, it right? It is. It's off it's off the wall, really. But but may maybe I'm just sp- speculating, right? Yeah. Maybe you know, the grace of God allows that person to keep their sickness in order to achieve heaven. You know what I'm saying? Right. And not turn away from God. And so, you know, I'm not God. I don't know all the answers. And I think that's okay. Right. Right. But in my mind, you know, in my mind, it would, if I were God, wow. Wow. That, yeah, that is tough, right? <laughs> yeah. That is tough. It's tough to swallow because, you know, you don't want anybody to suffer no. from like a disease of cancer no. or something like that. I mean, okay, like let's, let's think back because we're still on verse 14. And, and I told Pastor Aaron, don't jinx us. Y'all heard me. 
We'll see. We're still on verse 14. But he's, you know, he says, anything we ask according to his will, he mm. hears us. Now, listen. All right, let's, let's go to, let's step back. Let's, let's go to civil war. Okay. All right. And, and then we'll, we'll jump forward a little bit. Um, okay. So the American Civil War mm-hmm. started in April 1861. Right, And right. it lasted until May 1865. Okay. So, you know, this war in the United States was between the Union of the North and the Confederacy of the South. Right. And it was all about slavery. Mm. Okay. And so there were thousands and thousands. I mean, we live near Antietam Battlefield. We live near Gettysburg. Right. We're actually going up to Gettysburg tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. To go sight, sightseeing. sightseeing. Yep. So, so we live near these places yeah. that hold markers of massive deaths of brother against brother. Right. B- father, brutal. brutal right. Father against son. Grandfather against grandson. You know what I mean? Right. These are situations that they're being fought. And you ask, why such brutality? Mm. The decision to support slavery was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, then you jump forward to uh, the German war, mm. the slaughter of Jews. Why would God allow so much? God knows there's a purpose. He Look, he cannot make a person change their mind. That's why he's given us a free will. Right. And I think that's that's the key right there. It's that it's that that humanity has been given free will yes. to choose. Yes. Right. And that and I think that's the key. It's like God wants to step in and yeah. one day he will step in. regardless. And and, and kick hell out of it, yeah. right? <laughs> no pun intended. No, right? no, no, literally he'll kick he'll kick, you know. Um, can't say you know, it, can you? No. <laughs> okay. I was I was looking for a better way to say it. But I get He's you. gonna he's gonna knock the powers of hell out of the world. There we there go. We that go. sounds better. <laughs> that sounds more appropriate, right? Yeah, I get you. I <laughs> um, get you. You know, but but um, we until, I mean, I think, and and here's here's the crazy thing, right? Angels. Yes. You know, spiritual beings. They had free will to yep. choose. Mm-hmm. That's why Satan. You know, Lucifer. Yeah convince those angels to rebel they had the free will to choose and so when we get to when heaven comes down guess what you're still going to have the cognitive ability to choose yep. right and so um um we're going to have free will we're yeah. going to have free will exactly and um god god gave us free will because he he wanted he wanted children not slaves correct and no, notice this when jesus first of all jesus always sought God's will and accomplished it. Yeah. Down to the very part knowing that he was about to be arrested and killed. Mm-hmm. He even said, we know this, those have been in church long enough, you know, he said, not my will, but your will. But your Let this cup pass by me. So he still sought the will of God even to his death. Sounds mm-hmm. cruel. The death, the crucifixion. I mean, you study that and you look up how it's he brutal, died. Dude. It's very, it's very Romans brutal. Romans mastered. The art of keeping people alive on the brink of death. Death. For a long, for a long period. period of time. They mastered it. They were good at it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And even think about it. Paul, you know, sipped on that tea a little bit when he come against the Christians. Right. In the name of God. Right. But 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 think about this. The, the will, when you give up your will, you have a will. You, I mean, my goodness, we even, when you know, when you older you get, you, you work on your last will and testament. I mean, when mm-hmm. you kids were young, I had a living will. And something happened to me and your mom. I knew who was going to raise you all. Yeah. 
you know, I knew how it was going to happen. Right. And so, so, so the, your will is important, how you designate what you're choosing to do. And yeah. so when you give up your personal <clears throat> will and you take on God's will for your life, things line up better. Everything, the things that you try to work in right. will work like God can do it. But then check this out. I think then also when you're in line with God, God's will also becomes your will, but then your will also becomes God's will. So yep. God will give you the desires of your heart. Your heart because you desire what he desires. Right. Just like Jesus did. Jesus, he paved an unpaved place. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he trotted and broke ground so that we could follow in his footsteps in an easier path. Right. Yeah, he went before us, cleared the path. That's what we talked about in the book of John, remember? Yes, yeah. That he was the narrow path. Yes. You know? there, narrow is the path. And, Correct. And and he paved that way. You know, he, he made it flat. He made it easy for us to walk down, cleared all the snares. Absolutely. You know, so that way, but it's our choice to walk down that path. Well, see, so... We have to choose. Exactly. So this is where the confidence... Let's read verse 14 again. And this is the, the confidence, confidence that we have towards who? Towards him, God. God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Because you're you're lining up your will to God's will, and that's where 15 comes in. Let's look at 15. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked him. Okay. You're requesting that something he's already said yes. Mm. If you are seeking after... Listen, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Then all will be added unto you. See, see how this works. Yeah, this you know the dots are being connected, things are coming together because, and I believe we're living in a time. Oh my goodness, I feel yeah, this. It's good. We're living in a time and season where God is starting to open up the Word, and dots now that have not been connected are being connected. Mm. Yeah, and and He's teaching the church. I mean, look what we're doing, Pastor Aaron. We're literally. Seeking the will of God, that when we preach messages, we know it's not even our own. It's not even our own. We're just going to the mountain, receiving the word, yeah. coming down from the mountain, so to speak. Okay, yeah, spirit's mountain. Yeah. yeah, so to speak, and, and and we're presenting what God said. That's what Moses did. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yep, and that's what all ministers should be doing. Right. We're you know, I was being mentored by a, a, a man, a great pastor. Uh, he's no longer a pastor. He's retired. Um, down in Severn, Maryland, and um, a man named Harold Bowman. Uh, it was a sh- it was a short term mentorship. I-, I saw it after his mentorship. I- and he said something to me. He said, and I didn't fully grab a hold of it mm. until recently, past right. few years. Right. He said that alone time that you go in with a pad and paper in the presence of God, and you hear God. You just you silence your phones. You don't do anything. He right. said, you don't even fast. That's what he said. Don't fast. And I said, really? He goes, what's the first thing you're going to think about when you go before the Lord and you've got food? food? Yeah. He said, that is a distraction. Just eat. Go yeah. eat your meal. Take a nap. Get up and seek God. <laughs> That's smart. That's not stupid. That's smart. Because sometimes we over-spiritualize stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're good. We're, all of us as Christians, that's what we do. We yeah. over-spiritualize something yeah. that doesn't need to be. It's true. And and he brought a... When I didn't understand it then, back in 2010, until what's what, this 2022, mm-hmm. until 2020. Mm. Ten years. Ten years later, it finally... Aha. It clicked. It clicked. And so I'm thinking, okay, now I get it. 
because God used this man. And I'm not looking at having a huge church. I can, you know, whatever God wants me to have, yeah. I will receive what he gives me. I'm right. not looking at numbers, but if he wants me to grow, I'll grow. Yep. If he wants me to stay where I'm at, I'll stay where I'm at. If he wants me to decrease, I'll decrease. If he wants me to step away from pastorship, I'll step away. <laughs> Whatever he wants. Yeah. See? And so, but God used him at a, at a church that remained 50 from a split church. Okay? Mm. And God anointed him, blessed him, and he multiplied it from 50 to 1,200. When he wow. retired, he had 1,200 members. That's crazy. Members, bro. But see, I said that to say this. When you seek after God's will and not yours, your pursuit is different. Your perception is different. I think we right. hit on that. Yeah. Perception is different. Right. Everything. Last podcast, yes. Right. Everything you see now is no longer your motive. It's the what I can be motivated to honor God in doing. Right. Yeah. I agree so, with that. So when you you know when you have the request, you're requesting what God desires. Yeah. So you know it's going to be answered. It's going to be answered. You just got to now be patient yeah. Yeah. and wait on the Lord and let For him... For it to happen. Right. right. Yeah. Because he's not a liar. No, that's the truth. I mean, um, yeah, he doesn't change his mind. He's not a liar. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's so much that, you know, I think is lost, you know, in the church. Because in some some people kind of go through life asking, 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 asking what their will is. You know what I'm saying? Do this, do this, do this, do this. Instead of pausing, hearing God's will, right? And then asking God that. Right. And so, I mean, we've been in kind of this flow, um, this, you know, this almost it feels like a river where we're just floating on the river. Right. And it's we're just being carried by the current, you know. We go in, we hear what God wants to say. And then we know what he wants. Like like when you preach on Sunday, you ask God, what do you want me to do this morning? Do you yeah. want, you know, when I preach on Sunday, I do the same thing. I yeah. ask God, what, what is it that you want this morning? You know, and he's just saying, you know, don't be in a rush. Listen, yeah. just, just slow follow down. the flow. Yep. You know, and so, and so that's what we, we've been doing for over a year now, mm-hmm. and, you know, in, in the main service. What since, what, August. No, before uh, August. Uh, July. Uh, was it July or October? June or July? May to June. June was when God started. 2021. 2021. God started us on this river flow. Yeah. And I hate to identify it as such, but it really seems to be in that narrative that we are we are after. God's slowly been teaching us through our stubbornness, of course, <laughs> been teaching us. The, his will right and picture it as this it's a ship on the water yeah. right you can go against yep. the wind mm-hmm. which it's hard or you can throw your sails into the wind and go at it there's a pat barnett song um and i encourage you to go listen to it after that it's called sails mm. and and there's a line that says you know i let up the sails of my heart where you where you are is where i am mm. pretty much um and so it's basically it's saying you know that we have to just throw our sails into the wind, the wind of God's will. Right. Right? And so we have to just allow him to lead us into those uncomfortable places, you know, into those places where, you know, we didn't plan on going before. Right. Um, but we have to go into it with a different perspective. There it is. Perspective. Yeah. And 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 know that this is God's will, whether it sucks or not, it's yeah. God's will. And and like I said last podcast, there are things that God's gonna require of you that you don't wanna do. 
we're me and Pastor Aaron, we're in the process of doing some things right now. We really don't want to do it, but God's put it in our lap to do, yeah. and we're going to do and give our best of our ability to fulfill what He's opened the be door for us. Be faithful right? in the little, right? That's what He says about David and shepherding. Be faithful in the literal, little, little. See, I mean, that's that that's what God is all about. You know, He gives you the little things to manage first. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and then, you know, he will add on to that. Right. You know? Um, so I think that's pretty much why, you know, that's just who God is. That's how good God is, you know, that he He knows what we're capable of, but he wants us to know what we're capable of. And we said all this just to talk about three verses. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But, you know, following the Holy Spirit, even in these conversations, because we come in with a somewhat of an idea of what we're going to yeah. say, but reality is when we sit down in the chair in a studio, uh, we just we let everything hang out, so to speak, and just follow what God's saying. And, and, and what he's saying to us today in this podcast is that it's important to, to, to get what you're asking for to get God's will, you have to seek after His will. Yeah, and that is the quest yeah. of ours, right? To pursue the will of the Father. Yeah, uh, to honor Him, to pursue Him is to honor Him in our lives that we accomplish. And our accomplishments are not how much we've accomplished. The greatest accomplishment is having faith and trust in God to do right what He wants and what He's needing for His kingdom. Right. And I think that's where it really boils down to. Right. I agree with that. And so, like, you know, there are going to be times where God's will is not going to be your will, but you have to choose, right? That's that free will again. You know, we have the free will to choose. We have the free will to, um, yeah, to, to choose what God wants over what we want. And so... Um, we have to get into his mind. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we have to allow, um, we have to allow God's thoughts and his will and his intentions to become ours. And how do we do that? You know, logically, how, how do we do that? Right. And I, and I think that that comes through continual hearing, you know, um, the voice of God that I hear now speaks so much more than the voice of God that I heard when I first got saved, you know, because I've learned how to tune into his voice and I've learned to recognize that his voice doesn't just come in the, in the prayer times. Right. It comes throughout the day. It comes right. through when I'm just walking in the mall or when I'm eating the, eating food, you know, his voice comes and, and you have to be able to recognize it. I think my eye-opener eye uh, was years ago. Um, we we just moved in here to, to Mount Calvary in the Parsonage, and as it progressed forward, I was going through, and I'll, I'll be very vulnerable about this. I was really hitting a big depression back in 2010, Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of things that went on that just kind of brought me to that point in a mental state, <laughs> you know, and... And I just needed to hear God, and I, I, didn't, I felt God was far from me. And here I am, I'm a pastor, you know. Right. I'm, believe it or not, preaching messages. I, I mean, I can hear God when it comes to messages. When it came from my personal life, I was getting nothing. It was zero. Right. And it was hard for me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, God started saying to me through my children. Yeah. You know, through other people. I started, you know, looking beyond, like you said, beyond the prayer life. 
because I believe we should have a prayer life, but paying attention to our surroundings and the people that God surrounded us with. And there have been many times, whether you, your brother, your sister would say something or make a comment that directly came, I believe, from God through you. I believe there are things that God had you to say or your brother, your sister to say that really answered some questions for me right. or, you know, I needed a direction and not that y'all were giving me direction. It was just the, the examples of how life was going on. And God was using my family. God was using people within my church. God was using, just listening to a radio, reading. Yeah. The Bible. He was just using those things to finally give me answers. And I was, I, I wanted heaven to open up angels to sing. Oh, it doesn't come like the that. Mighty right. rushing wind. And that's what I was looking for. And that wasn't happening. No, but God was still speaking and not in the ways that I thought. Right. And I think, and I think that's, that is as, as well the key of, of, um, looking beyond what you see, right? You know, right, like in, right. in The Lion King where, <laughs> where he's like, you gotta look beyond what you see, beyond what I see, yeah, mm. beyond what you see. And so it's like, um, you know, we cannot just take prayer at face value. You right. know, we have to be in a constant state of prayer. Like Paul says, you know, I pray constantly. It's not saying that he's sitting there, sitting there, and you know, praying, "Oh God, you know, all that right. other stuff." No, it's it's he's in constant communion with God. They have an open line of communication right. throughout the day, and I think that's what Paul was trying to portray, and and that is the key to knowing God's will and hearing His voice, and then being able to have confidence in what you ask that it will be fulfilled, because you've got that open line of communication with right. God. Right. You know, you have a one-way phone to God, and that's it, right. right? And so you have that 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 not that um conversation that doesn't end, right? It continues, yeah. and and there's never a goodbye, right? And so, you know, being in constant, um, I'm trying to figure out the 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 word that I want to use, but constant, I, I think communion, right? Yeah, communion with God and and in conversation with God is what is what we need and that's what Jesus had. I think when we understand that God speaks with more with commas than with periods. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and, and so it, it's never a period to an end. It's always comma. He yeah. speaks and ends with commas because right. he's not done speaking. It's a it's a, a sentence. It's it's a conversation right. that continues yeah. to go dot 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 comma. These are the things that are going on and 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 this is still about knowing the will of the Father, that when we ask according to His will, right, He hears us. He hears us because we seek His will. We are in line with Him. Yeah, we have uh, tuned ourselves to the alignment of the Holy Spirit with the Father. That we are now in harmony. It's like a, a musician playing <clears throat> a, a three chord note, but if you hit the wrong wrong note in the chord, you're not going to get a good sound if it's not mixed together correctly right um so okay um so there's this thing um in the musical world right um and it's called a concert a tuning Hmm. right and so what it is is um it's it's a it's a half step lower than standardized tuning interesting Right, so every everything is, is is tuned. I believe it's it's been a while, but I believe it's tuned down to concert A. Mm-hmm. Right, it's 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 ever so slightly different. Hmm. It's not a whole it's not a whole tone down. It's just slightly below that A, right? 
and um, it's called a concert A. So if if a just say a standard um, upright bass player who plays jazz, right, right, were to go to an orchestra to play, it would be in a slight slightly lower frequency mm. than what they really do play in, right, and so. Um, what it is is like if you're playing that you may be playing the same notes as everybody else, but it's gonna sound slightly off. Yeah, and I believe it was I believe it was Beethoven or Mozart that actually came up with that um, idea because the the harshness of the tuning that we have I think it's 440 hertz. Yes, it is. Um, um, 440 hertz. Um, that that is standardized tuning. I think um, the concert A tuning. I think it's like. Th- 430 or 420 or something like that it's more pleasing to the ear well it says i'm i'm I'm, I'm googling it as you're speaking yeah and like they have breakdowns it's like a4 is 440 a sharp for you know b flat four is four 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 six six yeah you know they so they have different frequencies hertz right so 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 it's a different even though it's the same, mm-hmm. they just tune it slightly down, right? So that way it's more pleasing to the ear. Right. I said all that to say this. If we want to be in the same frequency as yep. God, we have to learn what frequency he operates at. Right. Right? We cannot be a uh, a metal guitarist, right, coming into an, op- an opera and trying <laughs> to play the same stuff. Right. You may be playing the same notes, but the frequency is off. Right. Right? And so... Um, you know, we have to understand that frequency, right? Even the keyboards uh, now has tunings. Mm-hmm. You can play one thing and then another, you hook yourself up to another keyboard and it might be tuned a different way. You can up tune or down tune into the same frequency level that you both are saying playing in the same frequency. Yeah. And it's there's a really cool study about frequencies That's and stuff. Very wild. I didn't um, realize that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 really really cool. Concert pitch. Mm-hmm. Yep, concert pitch. It's it's completely different than than standardized music that you'll hear on the radio. It's 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 pretty interesting, I think. But um, but yeah. Um, so, I like I said, I said all that to say we have to learn the frequency of heaven, mm. right? And I think there's a book about that. I think it's by like Bill Johnson or something like that. Probably. But um, but you know there there is a frequency, and and the thing is when you're in that flow and frequency, you're able to operate. Though you may be in the world, right? You're not <sighs> of the world, right? Right. Right. You may be playing a violin, right? But it's it, it's it's at a slightly different frequency than a standardized violin what you're doing on your job you may be an accountant but you're on a different frequency than the person sitting next to you because you are in communion constant communion with god right and i think that is the key to knowing god's will and hearing his voice it's having that frequency yeah right i think we talk about this with um peter right when peter walked by the man his shadow mm. healed, right? And the Greek word actually doesn't mean like a shadow that's cast on the ground. It, it means his, it meant his frequency passed by him and healed that man. Wow. Right? And so he why is that? emanated it from why? his life. Yeah, because why we, when we are in frequency, and this is just coming to me right now, we are a portal mm. to heaven. Mm. Okay, so so let me, let me just say this. Um, I don't know if you guys are, Marvel fans out there, right? Um, or Doctor Strange. I, I love those movies. Great movies. Some Christians can debate and say, well, that's not a godly thing. Whatever. You can, you know, 
Stone me later. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, you can have your opinion, but the right one is mine. So, um, no. For now. <laughs> uh, but um, but there's this character, Doctor Strange, where he can uh, open a portal, right? right? Right. And you can step through into a different place, right? And in Avengers Endgame, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, it was a couple years ago, um, the end battle scene, all these portals start opening up and people start coming in from different places to join the battle. Mm -hmm. If we are operating in the frequency of God, right, we then become a portal yeah. for heaven to invade the earth through us. Well, that's that's where, okay, <laughs> all right, get, get ready, buckle. So... I think I've preached on this a while back ago. This is where God speaks of now today to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. You know, you know, when he was talking to Adam and Eve about, you know, producing offsprings, but he's dealing with us today about reproducing his glory. His his glory manifests through us. If if he if we abide in him and yeah. he abides in us, you know, he manifests through us just like Peter. He manifested the glory. Je Jesus was transfigured in, in the garden with Peter, James, and John. He manifested heaven. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. saw him like a lightning. He was glowing. You know, they saw they saw his glorified body. They saw him yeah. reflect. Now, think, think, think about this. Jesus reflected God's glory the same as Moses reflected God's glory when he came to right. the mountain. Right. It's that same reflection. Right. And so, so not that you're going to have a Moses experience and the Jesus transfiguration experience. I'm not saying you are or are not. What I am saying is that when you are in God and God is in you, you will become more transparent right. of your total motives and intentions that it's right. not about you. Right. Which you talked about that last, last podcast. It's yeah, not exactly. about us. It's not about us. Right. And so... <clears throat> When you when you're in that frequency, I can't get out for that. When you're in that love frequency, it. dude, yeah. you then become the portal to heaven, right? For heaven to come through and invade the earth through you, right? We manifest His glory. You are now a door to, in which you open up, mm -hmm. right? And you you are the allow portal. heaven to flow through you. Yeah, you are the portal. You are in control of. Of, of opening and closing your own portal. And here, and here I'm going with this. People think that open heaven looks like an opening in the sky coming down. Mm, no. No. It looks like an opening within us and heaven coming through us. That's what open heaven which is. Which causes you, which John is major upon, loving people. And the only way you people are going to know the love of God is how you love them. Right. You see how this is working. Right. This is all John. This is all the 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 whole compass of what John is trying to display here. Right. In his books is to help us to un or letters, should I say? Yeah. To help us to understand that we are carriers of the glory, and we release God's glory. And it's up to you if you're going to pursue the will of God. Guess what's going to come out? Your good example, good analogy. I love that, but it, it totally sums up exactly what it is that we're dealing with. We and it's crazy. I've never seen it like that before. We are manifesting the right. presence of God. I can't wait to get to church again. God's presence. Sorry, you're already there. Right. You're a believer, born again believer. You're already there. You're in it. Right. It's just when you come corporately with a bunch of people who are in it with it you. It becomes a giant portal yeah. together, and we all combine. You right. know, and th that's such a crazy analogy. I've never thought about it like and that I before. dare dare I not say that when you come <laughs> corporately, you now experience, ready? And it's going to make some people uncomfortable. Heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, and so 
We are meant to experience. There are places God has prepared for Jesus. I where I'm going to go to prepare a place for you. Right. I mean, look at with with Enoch. You know, yep. he oh, he yeah. was he was so in in frequency with mm-hmm. God that he just walked right into heaven. Now catch this. Enoch was like great. It was a he's a great grandson. Great grandfather to Adam. Noah. Well, Adam. Yeah. Was his I think great or great great, great, great granddad or something. Granddad like that. or something like Somewhere that. And then that he was. Scheme. And then he was Noah's grandfather but or something like that. Adam too. was still alive when Enoch was alive. Right. So he taught him how to walk with God. Because all, that's all Adam knew. Adam right. and Eve knew how to walk in the cool of the breeze with God. God came to earth to be with man. Right. And therefore, sin w- w- became more predominant on earth because of man's um, lack of desire to maintain what God asked. Right. It's all about <clears throat> obedience and trust. Right. And so therefore, Jesus came into. Uh, redeem man right and i think that that the church has actually missed this teaching you know for Mm -hmm. such a long period of time that heaven comes to the earth through you through you we're not waiting for heaven to come to earth no heaven's here now and through you right heaven can be here right now through your your actions your frequency your opening and closing the doors right because the bible says you know lightness and darkness cannot coexist Mm -hmm. so if there is enough light in the world right the light shining through our life as a portal to heaven right darkness will have to flee have to and 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 so Mm. go ahead oh dude okay go Um, ahead run with it bro so like what what if what if right jesus is waiting to come back in order for us right to expel hell out of the earth through what we do what if what if what if it's not jesus's job to expel hell what if it's our job to expel hell mm. and he's that's waiting a, for us to line up that's an interesting concept you know Very what i'm saying and so and so i mean that that was the goal of Adam and Eve in the beginning where, where he said, go and spread the garden. That garden is his glory and presence. Yeah. It wasn't, it, yes, it was a physical garden, but it represented his glory and presence. What, what, what was the great commission? Go out into all the world and proclaim the gospel. Yeah. Baptizing. That's the same mission, spread God's glory. And I think when we, right, when we start this process, because we haven't started the process yet. No, we're still trying to understand. I it. think we've actually backtracked from the uh, from where, where the disciples had. Well, I been. think we're catching up. We're catching I up. I think there's God has established a. a I, I hate to say remnant, but I believe there's more to it than just a small group of people. I think there's more people out there than I, than we assume. Right. But that are hungry for God. Right. And I, it's just I think we've misconstrued our pursuit. Right. Because we're so ready to get off of this place, out of this place, right? right? When God wants to invade this place. Right. So let's really find out. I mean, what, what about revelations and Jesus returns and parts of the eastern sky and all this? Well, he's still going to come yeah, back. Yeah, he's still going. We never said he wasn't coming. <laughs> Maybe just not in the way that we thought. Right. And, and many times, and I'm going to say this by experience, many times the Holy Spirit has has impressed things from God to me that I thought was not, I thought one way. Yeah. Okay? And then to, when, when God... When God brings it into fruition, yeah, it's this. It's what God said, but it's but not it's what I expected. Different than what you expected. Maybe, just maybe, we now unhinge ourselves from man's theologies of interpretation. Uh, let's say escapism theology. Okay, and and and, and totally relinquish the pattern of what that is, 
and just be fully open to say, God, what is your full will for this purpose? Right. Okay, so maybe, just maybe, we may be the ones that see Jesus return. Or our children or our grandchildren. Oh, he's waiting for something to happen. Right. So what is it? And I, and I hate to revert to a movie. Pirates of the Caribbean. I know you, where you're going. Yes. When that, what ver, what what number was uh, that? It was number three, three at the very beginning. Yes. Um, there they were executing the pirates. I think we talked about this in the we podcast. We did, before. but I'm re-earthing it back. Um, they were they were they were executing the pirates uh, due to Commodore. Um, I forget his name, but he had this uh, thing that where where all the pirates had to die. So they were hanging pirates and hanging pirates, and and they were just waiting in this long line to be hung. Mm-hmm. And and um, this boy, young boy. Um, goes up they had to put a barrel down for him to reach the noose and and he starts singing the pirate song right um raise your banners high yeah right? yeah yeah such an epic moment yeah and um and so the um the commander's assistant comes to him and goes sir they've started to sing and the guy says well it's about time <laughs> right he did all of that just right? to f- force just to a, force a, a movement and a frequency, right? Something had to be unlocked, and it had to come through a group of people to unlock but it. But notice it came through a child. Right. And Jesus tells us that we're to come to God like with like childlike, ch- childlike faith. Not to be childish. We, right. I mean, we hit on this, but not be childish, but to have a simple faith expectancy Right, of that, that God yeah, is going to do whatever. Yeah. Right. And so, and so I think... That God, Jesus, is waiting, waiting for that frequency to be unlocked again. Correct. And he's already unlocked it. It's yeah. just we have to tap into it to access it. And there, listen, you hear people say, there's a sound of heaven, there's a sound of heaven. Well, where is it coming from? Think about it. It's coming from within. From it's a, within. It's a, it's a, on gro- earth. It's a groaning, right? right? The earth is groaning for the sons of God to be manifest. Right. Right? That's what, I think it's in Peter that says that. Um, and so the earth is groaning for sons and daughters of God to be to, to manifest. What are they manifest? They're manifesting heaven on earth. Jesus said it, thy kingdom come, thou will be done on earth. And I think that's what that's what God's will is. If Jesus prayed it, then that's what God's will is. He's the one leading the pack. Right. He just gotta follow suit. Right. Yeah. And so man, that's it, it, listen, it's so ch- and I know those that are listening, you're you're either you're turned off or you're intrigued or you're bored. I'm not <laughs> sure. But I'm telling you, uh I in the studio we're pretty pumped about it because of the fact you you you've now have to come to a crossroads which you, you you know, I spoke with another minister some time ago just dealing with this issue, not particularly, but dealing with the issue of having to um let go of things that you know. And let God reestablish what needs to be in you. Right. It's a process of unlearning. Unlearning yeah. to learn. Yeah. And not learn it the way I'm telling you to learn it, or Pastor Aaron's telling you to learn it, or what, you know, I'm not demeaning anybody in leadership, but our, our pastors and leaders, but to really gain by the Spirit of God through the um, Holy Spirit right. who leads us and teaches us and guides us to truth. I think we've uh, dismissed what real truth is by a, a partial truth 
by revelations that was happening from generations. Yeah. And thank God for those revelations, but right. that's only partial right. of a revelation. It's not right. a full revelation. Right. But what we what do we do? Just like Peter, James, and John, when Jesus was transfigured, we want to erect temples out of it right. and call and it monuments. Holy. And that's and not monuments. what God wants. And that's not what God wants. We've monumented doctrinal beliefs because of a revelation we've that's monumented happened a, We've monumented a movement. movement. Yes. Right. And, and, and we turn it into a doctrine. It. Yeah. And that's not what God is. Exp- and these are just, understand, and this is not heresy. This is not, you know, blasphemous. This is un- re- recognizing that these were not full revelations. These were partial. Right. I think each generation continues to gain greater revelations of this. Well, I mean, that's what the Bible says. We go from glory to glory, glory to glory. Yes. And there's going to be a generation that comes after us that goes into a deeper glory than we, we could I have ever achieved. It. And I want generations to stand on my shoulders. Right. And it's that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. Right. And so, you know, we cannot be stuck in a way of believing. Right. Um did it work at the time? Yes, it yeah, worked. It you know, wonderful. God saved people through it, which is great. Great, great revivals, great salvation. And, right. You know, Pass the baton now. Yeah. It's time to move forward. To go forward. But you don't let go where you come from. You right. have to remember where you came from. David even had to remind himself of his youth. He, he had to go back to remember, this is where I come from. This is what brought me to this point. And so you cannot neglect. Right. You cannot ne- neglect it, but. But you cannot hold fast to right, it. Right, and call it gospel. Right. Well, this is the way we've always done it when there's a problem. Yeah. Yep. If you do the same thing, right, and you're not getting results, then that's insanity. Right. You know, it's it's not saying that God is not enough, but what we are saying is that God wants... He, he said, great, you've yeah. passed the checkpoint. There's the next one. Now go to that one. You know what I'm saying? I think the will of God is, is at checkpoints, yeah. right? Yeah. You can't stay at that checkpoint. No. You got to go to the next one, the next you one, the have, next you one. You have to. And then when when your when your race is over, you pass it. Yeah. You pass the baton to the next person. They continue to the next checkpoint, and the next checkpoint, and the next checkpoint. I shared a, a message with you from a minister that we listened to. Right. From not a lot, but time to time, time to time. time, to time. All Johnson, right? Right. And one of the things he said from his associate pastor was talking about great cloud of witness. And he was talking about passing the baton. Yeah. That there's a reward for those who ran the race and that you're, you know, you're now holding the baton. You're going to the finish line. Right. All those who have been, you know, and look, the whole team watches you run the race. They don't just walk off the field. They never leave the field. They're always watching. And so there's a point when that passing the baton and you've been standing on everybody else's shoulders carrying the gospel. When that time comes and you cross the finish line for you. And all the things you've accomplished gets rewarded. This is the same thought process because we are constantly passing batons to people. And we not be we, we may not be in heaven yet, you know, through death, but we are here encouraging generations. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we have I in this community, we have some young uh, ministers that are really doing a good job. Yep. And I and I'm so proud seeing young Men and women stand up and carry the gospel, love their community, love people, and and just try to bring people together. And that's what we need. Every generation is doing their part, not sitting back. We cannot sit back. You can't. And we, as the older generation, can't sit back and say it's their turn because you've got to do your part. 
Yep, you it's it, it's an all included thing where yes. everybody has a thing to do. Well, I, I've taught Sunday school for fifteen years. I was a council person. I <laughs> I did this. I gave all this offerings and tithes, and now it's somebody else's turn. Wrong. It never stops until you draw your last breath. Yep. You constantly have to give your time, talent, and treasures. Exactly. However, that is, it doesn't stop. You didn't just pay your dues and quit. That's true. You know what I mean? That's true. You you know, okay, one day I'm God's going to say, it's time to hang up the pastorship. Hand it to someone else. Yeah. And guess what? Does it mean I retire and stop? No. no. I'm going to find something else that God wants me to be involved in. Right. And now or support and be a be a, a helper to the another pastor and right. just sit under someone, but be in leadership in any right. way I can serve. Right. Right. And like, you know, I think that all of this, we said all of that to say, you know, we have to know God's will. You know, we have to know his will in order to ask his will. We have to be in that frequency of God's will so that way we can hear God's will, right? And it all connects together, I think. And in my mind, you know, it all connects. And in order to bring heaven on earth, we have to then ask, right? Ask anything in my name with confidence and it will be done. Yes. You know, and that's how it, that's how it all connects. You know, it's it's all this thing that John is like so weaving together. It's so deep. Like he 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 has built it up until this point, right? And now he's just knocking all the dominoes down and saying, here's how this ties to that and how that ties to that, you know? And like, I, I just, you know, I give glory to God, glory to God because like, you know, he gave us that revelation, you yeah. know, all these revelations. And, and so we, we, we are now held responsible to, okay, we got to hear God's voice. We got to hear his will. We got to know what he's saying every day of our life. You know what I'm saying? And so with that in mind, you know, we have to just pause mm. we have to get into his frequency mm. and we have to allow our life to be that open door and portal for heaven to invade earth and so you know we are now held responsible for the knowledge that we know right so now it's our job to find god's will and everything find god's will and act on it you know, be that portal, be that open door, allow heaven to invade earth through you and get on God's frequency. And that's, that's really what it's all about. I mean, that's what it's all about. And so, yeah, if you like what you heard, check us out on Facebook, Mount Calvary Church of God. Email us if you got any questions, mountcalvarycog at gmail.com. Check out our website, mountcalvarycog.com. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to say that we're going to finish this next time because we still didn't get through chapter five. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, we'll just let, let the spirit guide us again um, and see where it goes from there. But we want to thank you again, like I said, for tuning into Calvary's Compass. Thank you for all of you guys that support us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And we'll catch you guys next week. See ya.